So if there are three acts in a story and act two is divided into two parts, we are in act two B. Welcome back to another episode of Strong Principle Library's podcast, All Booked, where we talk to you about books we'd like to recommend. And Katie and Donald are here to talk about the books Run and March. Yes. Actually, March came first. Because Donald has read Run and Katie has read March and not Run. Good. Okay, good. <laughs> so we're so you can make teaming. You can make things up, except you can't because these are graphic memoirs. So. Yes. <laughs> these are so lives. It's actually... <laughs> It's actually John Lewis's <laughs> life. So people may notice if we tell falsehoods. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So Run is almost like a sequel series that takes place later in his life, right? Later in his life. Yes. yes, 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 yes. So I believe, you know, same artist worked on both of them. So it has the same art style. I remember really enjoying March. It is very emotional, a very heavy hitting look at when he was first getting involved in the civil rights movement and politics and everything that comes along with it. And then Run is... Later on, after he's been with SNCC for a while, so this would have mm -hmm. been after the, like, the March on Washington, Yeah, this is more so kind of what happened in those last days with the organization mm -hmm. and then like kind of how he left it. Okay, so... Because this is a little bit later, I also, it, this is brand new. Well, not brand new, but it's pretty new yeah. <laughs> compared to March. <laughs> and I know right now it's one book. Is it a series as well? Or does it did it all wrap up in that first graphic novel? So it kind of, the first novel leaves off with him. He's left SNCC, which is the student nonviolent. I've written down, hold on. I have my notes. <laughs> You're like, not an acronym. They're not going to get me with that acronym. <laughs> Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee. There Ooh. we go. SNCC. So. Okay. I kept waiting for there to be an I in there. <laughs> no. <laughs> so this is like after he's left. And then the the run ends off with him moving to New York. And that's where okay. the book stops. But in Goodreads, it says it's number one. So most likely there'll be another one coming. Okay. That's what I was unsure about. Because it does seem like it could be a, a sequel like trilogy almost right, um, right, right. just to mirror March and I love the naming convention of March and Run mm -hmm. with the entire concept of Run being once you march you can't stop you have to keep <laughs> going and sometimes you have to work even harder yeah. to continue the momentum that you built because March was very it was very interesting a lot of people who just don't have a very in-depth education about like nonviolent protests and other equally valid protests going on at the time that were given a bad name and all of that stuff. I feel, I feel like they really go over it from the perspective of someone who really wants change but is very new to the scene and doesn't really understand all of the different groups at work and like what is asked of you when you're doing something. So it's really like him learning about like what he can do. And it was really interesting because it also shows his family and that they weren't very supportive of him because it is like so dangerous and because of the conception even in like culture at the time of like people who were protesting who like weren't considered nonviolent and how like a lot of people were not happy with that even though some would say it is necessary to right. not just turn the other cheek when people are bombing you mm. so it was really interesting to see that from the perspective of someone who was like understanding how such a big movement is both like connected like a lot of people knew each other but at the same time very disconnected just from like the size of America and like where they're operating but also just like you could go to one group and they have a very particular mission and then you could go to a different group that theoretically has the same mission but the way it works is so incredibly different how did that feel in run like I know it's not 
it's not like it's like 30 years later (laughs) but did he feel like he was taking on like more of a leadership role did he feel like he was really like coming into his own yeah so by the time that we get to run he has be he is the chairman of the sncc oh really so really coming into his own (laughs) and it's honestly just more of that right Mm -hmm. they were handling a number of different issues when the book got started so there were a lot of bombings, a lot yeah. of like shooting going on on the American front, but then also the Vietnam War was going on at the same time. Oh, yeah. And so a lot of what was happening in the first part of the book was how to handle as an organization our viewpoints and our mission statements on these different things. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of where a lot of the problems came in. The organization got spread too thin, one, yeah. because of geography, but then also like ideology. There were a number of mm-hmm. people who were kind of getting tired with the nonviolent movement. Yeah. There were a number of people who wanted to stay and support the SNCC, but they would not, they couldn't come to an agreement on making a public stance like against the war or yeah. even against the draft. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Like you have all these people who are very passionate coming together for a cause, but then you have all these other causes that are also happening at the same time. And it's one of those things where you feel like, oh, we're, we both agree on this like very important front. This very important like social aspect so clearly we'll kind of meld on other places and it's really interesting how that can pull apart like an organization based in like social change because people are these people are very passionate so if you are like espousing an ideology they don't agree with or vice versa it's really hard to like overcome that when that's the whole point of like what they're doing Mm -hmm. is like fighting for things that they believe in and i'm sure it didn't help at the time that like every i feel like everything was turned to 100 like not just like in, it was heating up. Yeah, yeah. Like all like also just like Vietnam as a backdrop. Is, yeah. <laughs> it's insane that like a full war is just like what's going on in the background. Yeah. Which was um, wild to me about that time period is mm-hmm. I feel like when you take like a US history course, both in college and in high school, that period still gets kind of skipped over. And I think it's because like World War II takes up so much time that by the time you're yeah, through it, they're which just is like whole, yeah. which is insane because like obviously World War II is important to learn about, but so much of our modern society is affected way yes. more by what happened during the civil rights movement and Vietnam than it is by what happened in World War II. Like there's things that still happen and there's people that are still bopping around. And it wasn't that long ago. Exactly. Okay, so chairman of SNCC. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get to see any of his personal life in this? Because there wasn't a ton of that in the other novel. I think just in the beginning when he was getting started because he was going from like his home life to mm-hmm. college. So no, it was basically all of his professional yeah. life. There's a certain point to a book uh, in the book where he is talking about how he spent so much time just on the road, not campaigning, but speaking at different universities, yeah. speaking at different, what do they call it, public forums and forums different public forums and things Mm -hmm. like that and he just spent so much time like campaigning for like the nonviolent movement and speaking to as many people as he can yeah at one point as things are going as things are going forward there is a vote that they all that they all do where they have to vote for officers and whatnot and so his position comes up again and he wins the first evening but then because of like Runoffs disagreement or? no okay. so he wins there's a disagreement someone speaks up and it's like i challenge the election and so Ooh. there's another vote and then the morning after oh my goodness and they vote in but they vote in someone who was with the black panther party and that's mm-hmm. kind of where that's kind of just where a lot of the division division like kind of began two, yeah I, yeah ideological groups yeah yeah because that's something i i feel like even today that's something that isn't really covered as much when you're learning history and learning about the civil rights movement is that there are these two groups who are both fighting for the same thing, but because they had different ways of like wanting to achieve it, there is a lot of like internal division that you don't really think about until you read something like this. And I think even though it came out recently, 
and Senator John Lewis passed away a few years ago. 2020. 2020? Yeah. I think it's it says it's written by him. So I think this is something they were working on before he passed away or they already had the story. Because I'm sure this was probably an interview. Like, it's a graphic novel, so it doesn't have to be like, you know, December 14th. <laughs> it can be a little more broad strokes. But that's another thing that's really interesting is is... I really like that it's a graphic novel, so it feels very, like, energetic and very, like, action-packed, but also is still written by him. Like, it's still his story and mm. not, like, a story that people are telling about the him based on, like, events they read about. At least March was very action-packed. Was run? Action-packed feels weird to say, <laughs> considering what the action was in the story. Yeah, but, like, but um, there was still... I was, like, energetic. Like, it feels like yes. the story is moving. You're not just, like, watching someone read in, like, a library for... Abs- right, exactly. And studying or about Or give it. speeches, which I know is what's <laughs> yeah. happening frequently in the Yes. So how does that translate into the graphic novel format? So it's really cool because we get a lot of his speech given in what's the, like the word bubbles. Oh, yeah. But then also his asides as he's talking, like talking about the speech and almost mm. analyzing the speech that he was giving. Oh, cool. Yeah. So we get okay. a lot of that, too. And we also get a lot of public addresses that they gave on like newspaper clippings. Uh, Oh, on the, yeah. in the graphic like novel. Drawn like drawn versions of newspapers. real newspaper clippings. Yeah. yeah, and it was really cool being able to, like, edit. for whatever reason, in the graphic format, when something mm-hmm. is, like, animated or a cartoon or, you know, in that way, yeah. my brain disassociates that from reality. So yeah, to you're like, see, not real. <laughs> yeah, so to see a news clipping on, like, in a graphic novel and then to go and research the same news clipping and, and see there. the same thing, <laughs> it's real. it was really cool for me. It's like you're learning by accident. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and that was something, so... In March, there is a a framing narrative for the story and is that he is telling a young boy about all of this who like asks about his like career. Is there a similar framing narrative here or is it kind of like tacked on to the other one in that like it's just continuing to to tell the story? Because he also had asides in the first series as well, where it was like the thing was happening, but occasionally you would also hear him commenting mm-hmm. on the things that were happening as well. So something similar. It, when you mentioned, because I didn't know that wasn't how the frame, how it was mm-hmm. framed in the first one, but in Run, it almost feels like that. But it almost feels like I'm the little boy that he was talking to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah. it's very possible that they're continuing that same framing device mm-hmm. on into this series as well. And as far so this is one thing that it's really fun to talk about with graphic novels, but is harder on a podcast. How did you like the art style? Like, did it... How did it help continue the narrative? And then can you describe it a little bit as well, like the type of art style it was? I think it was, I liked it. So, okay, I liked it. My one caveat was that it was black and white. Oh. I don't gel well with black and white artwork. Because you like magenta and blue. (laughs) I do. I am a color guy. But you know, outside of that, I mm-hmm. did like the style of the artwork. It was very cool because these are real people. So whenever like Martin Luther King made an appearance, I was like, oh, my God, I know that face. Oh, my God, it's Martin Luther King. <laughs> and that was cool. Oh, my God. Uh, there was this just one little like passing, I guess, appearance from like Bayard Rustin. Mm-hmm. And like I, I was like flipping through the book and I like saw his face immediately. I yes. didn't even know what was going on. But I was like, oh, my God, Rustin, what are you doing here? <laughs> not, not what are you doing here, obviously. No, but, like, yeah. Because yeah. like you said, there's this disconnect, with, especially with graphic novels where you're like, this is a story. Story. And then you see real people and you're like, how'd you get The story is real. So since you didn't read March and picked up with Run, did it feel like you were kind of jumping in midway or does it feel complete enough as a story on its own? So yes and no, because you do jump in and he's talking about the March that's already happened and accomplishments mm-hmm. that had already been done. And the, I think the voting, right, the voting Rights Act had already been passed by the time this book had started. So when this when this one starts, they're coming up on another election where that could like that it feels more important now because there are more people who can actually get out there and vote. Yeah. So that's where we start off. OK. But because this feels like such a 
how do I say? Like a snippet, sort of? A snippet, right. Like It feels like a very like mm-hmm. concise like picture of his life during this time because you start there with the Voting Rights Act having been passed and there's an, this election coming up to his leaving SNCC and then like moving to New York. So it almost feels like you caught like the tail end or maybe not even the, like, oh, okay. So if there are three acts in a story and act two is divided into two parts, we were in act two beat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I like that. Yeah. And that makes sense, especially with something that is real and historical that you're never going to feel you're always going to feel like you got dropped in the middle because unless you start with someone's birth there's always going to be stuff that they reference that's not in in the in the book and and for people who lived as storied of a life as john lewis there's going to be a lot of stuff you missed if you unless you start from the very beginning yeah. because how how old is he in this is he still in college or is he because i can't six so okay so okay. maybe still in college okay yeah because he was in he was a lot of the stuff from march were like college groups that he was a part of and mm-hmm. i wasn't sure if this had kind of graduated out of that into like community organizations because i wasn't sure if snick was community or college not that it matters a ton but <laughs> <laughs> so i so i think it's I think he may have still been in college because okay. SNCC is the student nonviolent commission or committee. Oh, okay. That so I think so. Smart Donald. <laughs> I didn't catch that very <laughs> small detail in the name. It's okay. <laughs> and I can't I can't even imagine being a student oh my and God. like having all of this on your plate. Here's the thing. I remember when I was a student, having to be a part of a civil rights movement is insane. Yeah. I, I it oh would take goodness. me ten years to graduate because yeah. I would I imagine your life is just he luckily he said traveling like yeah. giving speeches I'm sure he's like my economics class has to wait because civil rights because civil rights exactly yeah, I'm a little busy yeah yeah I had so much trouble just adulting around that chapter of my yeah. life I can't only imagine like activism on top of it yeah so that was really interesting too was that like there were a number of names brought up of people who were working with him during the time mm-hmm. and you could kind of tell that they had been campaigning for a lot. I keep saying campaigning. That found that feels like the wrong word. But they had been yeah. like fighting Spreading the for message, this. fighting, yeah. yeah, for so long. And now all of them are kind of like growing older. And there are these new people coming into the movement, and their ideal, their yeah, their ideals are different from the past generation. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of see how their previous fight or the the main characters their fight has been wearing on them, and now they have to kind of come in and not battle these new un- these new in- uh, newcomers. Yeah. But kind of prepare them, prepare for... them and also trying to keep them on mission. Right. Because like nonviolence was kind of like yeah. becoming or going out of vogue. And they felt as though that it was still something that's very important, very critical to their mission. And yeah. how can we take bring in these new people while also kind of keeping this message alive? It's like yeah, you said it's really hard to keep a movement going. And well, yeah. especially I'm sure after a number of years, the nonviolent approach would start to feel slow. It's to the point of frustration. Yes, so. especially when people still keep getting hurt, you know? Yeah. It felt very much like nothing was being done about it. And it was really interesting to see how just how important leadership and having a very clear mission is to mm-hmm. like a movement or, and a movement in general, you know, yeah. because immediately once they start talking about the the war, the draft, nonviolence and the the Black Panther movement, like rejection of that, mm-hmm. suddenly you were t- you were looking at kind of a mission or four different missions instead of one. Yeah. And that, that got really hard for them to really kind of rally around or even reconcile like in group. Yeah. And it can really chip away at like your power when you're divided into all these like little subgroups. Yeah you become a lot less like forceful when suddenly instead of a hundred people, there's like 
five groups of five groups of like 40 which is an five groups but... of however many that 20. time thank you oh my <laughs> thank god you so much i started i i was like five groups of and then i was like katie you can't do math <laughs> katie you're an idiot what are you doing <laughs> math on the internet <laughs> yeah and that was something that was something you really didn't see as much of in march mm-hmm. so it's interesting like how much especially once you get into different different generations because i feel like that's a thing that affects like all civil rights movements like it was the same with like feminist theory and like women's rights where it's hard because you've been fighting for so much but then like the next generation still full of joie de vivre Mm -hmm. and and benefiting a little bit from the work that you've put in is ready like they're like no i don't want to i don't want to do it your way anymore i think we need a different and and it's really hard to know like should i like should we let like benefit from like all of this passion that they have or should we like rein them in and i imagine like as as far as like a mission goes like it's hard to know like because you're gonna drive them all away if you're like no all your ideas are bad (laughs) you should be quiet stay on target stay on target and you said he moves to new york after this Mm -hmm. is he set on anything particular is there something that he wants to to do so the book just ends with the opportunity or an opportunity for a new life shows up for him in new york and then okay. it ends oh yeah <laughs> and so i don't know what happens in new york i could google it but yeah. like i don't know what happens in new york for him i mean you're staying true to what you read that's yes. true <laughs> okay so one last question before we go out because i feel like we've talked about quite a bit in here do you want to pick up the second book are you kind of interested in like hmm, what will happen in new york or is the black and white of it all <laughs> <laughs> honestly i'm not gonna lie to you so but if you had asked me this when I had started reading or even around like the halfway point, I probably would have said, maybe I would not. have said maybe not <laughs> with so much guilt because I know how important this is. But now having actually researched him as like as his like the work he's mm-hmm. done and like uh, the work that Snick has done. Yeah, I, I am actually genuinely curious yeah. you know, to learn more it, just because like like you said, that there's so much of that mo- that time period that gets rushed past yeah. in like mm-hmm. school that yeah. this is kind of the first time, honestly, since junior year of college that I've actually revisited the civil rights movement in this way. You know? Yeah. And I think reading it from like a person's perspective is always a really interesting way to do it mm-hmm. instead of reading a somewhat dry summarized look at the history, entire yeah. like history yeah. because you really get that visceral reaction of like what it was like for this particular person living through this time period, which I think can really connect emotionally a lot more than like you said, like a, an overview of like ten years. And of, on this day, this happened. Yeah. Yes, which is great. It's important information, but it doesn't give you that connection that really helps you like get inspired and interested in learning more all right i know that was a quick review but i think it is time for us to wrap this up thank (laughs) you guys so much for reviewing these two graphic novels and stay tuned next week for more fantastic book recommendations bye